Welcome to Tunnel Talk and No Facts All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. Oh, the gang's all back. That We're was back. the first time we've had all three of us in a while. And producer yeah. Marjorie is here. Which yeah. I also the listeners Marjorie, didn't know that, but Yeah, she yes, missed a couple. That's right. And uh and she, she'll you'll actually be hearing from her in, in a mere moment. Uh let me just ask you guys how you're doing. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Summer's almost over. We're almost at the end. Yeah, that's not making me do good, but <laughs> oh, I, I'm a fall girly. So but and you're a winter girl. <laughs> yeah, I love, love winter. The, winter. <laughs> the colder, the better. <laughs> I also am a fall girly, and I'm quite excited for mm-hmm. just some just some beautiful, cool weather coming yes. our way. Yes. Um, guys, it's been a it's been a lot of week. Before we get into the wrestling stuff, though. We are continuing. Happy <laughs> happiness check-ins will continue until morale improves. <laughs> no, they'll continue until everyone has had another turn. Uh, but this week, we have a very special guest doing our happiness check-in. It's producer Marjorie. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to be here. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Are you ready to tell us something that's been making you happy? Uh, I am, but I feel kind of... I feel a little bit sad because you guys all already know what this thing is, but I feel really happy to tell the listeners about it. <laughs> the yes. listeners matter. We don't even matter. The listeners matter. They need to know this. And I want to hear it with your voice instead of just in, in text. Yeah. Instead of just in text. That's Yeah, that's a great point. Well, what's making me happy is a little drink concoction that you can probably make in your kitchen right now. <laughs> all it is, guys, all it is. It's ice water with salt, enough salt that the water tastes salty. So it's, it's a lot of salt. I won't lie to you. <laughs> um, and then simply some lime juice. And mm. it's a refreshing, delicious treat. Um, it has been making me happy. It's, you know, I was um, in my home saying, I wish I had a special little drink like a seltzer, but I didn't buy any. And then I said, <laughs> no, I'm going to make one of these little summer drinks. And... <laughs> It's ideal. I love now, that. Can I ask a question that, that I don't 100% know if anyone can answer this, but when you drink the salt water, that's how you replenish your electrolytes, correct? For or? sure you're getting electrolytes, yeah. Yeah. And what are electrolytes? <laughs> Something that you need to be hydrated, I'm pretty sure. I know you need them. That They're much, just, It's just, it's salts, basically. Salts, minerals. Why aren't they saying that then? Replenish yeah. your salts. Because I don't just... feel like Gatorade is can't like get away with being like drink us, you'll get your salts back. <laughs> I like we've got to throw a veneer of science over this, but yeah. <laughs> so this, but the, I'm saying this drink is good for you. It's, be, it's yeah. better than straight up water because you're yeah. replenishing your electrolytes. Yes, I honestly, perhaps oh. if you have a little like sea salt, some type of salt that does have more minerals than than whatever mm. is salt, sodium chloride, something with more minerals, you're probably getting even more electrolytes from mm. that. So if I you have you some sea salt, yeah. some Himalayan pink salt, something, oh, yum. that would yeah. take more notch even. Wow. That sounds Put a little pink lime summer drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this I, I honestly have a hard time staying hydrated, so I have this little electrolyte like organic drink mix that I drink like basically by the gallon per day. So, I mean, maybe I'll try a little salt water and lime juice and see, see how that works for me. See what it does for the old body. I mean, it can't be anything bad. 
No. <laughs> it's just maybe been made with made with some of nature's finest ingredients. <laughs> maybe this is the thing that cures us. This maybe. is maybe <laughs> I, I badly needed. We've got our cold showers, we've got our salt drink. Yeah. <laughs> We're good to go. I have to say, I've been taking warm showers. And I know, I, think... I backslid. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I still haven't taken a, I'm not lying, I haven't taken a hot shower since we decided. That's, our That's amazing. Wow. It's only cold shower. And I will say, sometimes you get in there and it hits you and you just gasp with misery, honestly, misery. <laughs> but I have never yet had one of these where within a few minutes I did not think, wow, this is the only thing bringing me back to life this is the wow. only thing that could possibly have brought me back to life today so so, so your dopamine levels hitting all-time highs when i'm in the shower for sure <laughs> I, would, I would not say all the all the time otherwise i would not say at, at all-time highs but i'm not at an all-time low and that's a win a yeah. win is a win <laughs> Marjorie, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that uh that happiness factor that's our second uh food drink related happiness factor in a row so wow. we're learning wow. something you know it's like mm-hmm. what goes into your body impacts the feel the feelings that you have in your yes. body um and if any of the listeners do try this drink you know write in let us know if it makes you happy also oh, oh also you. i did i did get this idea for a drink from the podcast to niche so shout out to them thank you mm. thank you and what do they podcast about may i ask um they do they call it doing hauls so they choose a topic and then they haul that topic by um like listing everything or like their favorite the best things in that topic and like giving them grades um yeah. so they do all kinds of things like they recently did an episode on Adderall alternatives, which I think is the episode that I got this from, but I could be wrong about that. Is and this uh, salt is an Adderall water. alternative? No, it was just <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> I was about to say, wow, okay. this drink really does some stuff. For the listeners, Allie sat up so quickly <laughs> and leaned into the mic to be like, "I'm listening." <laughs> Listen, I know that I'm. On, I know I'm on drugs for ADHD, but some days I take them and. I don't know if they're doing anything. I really don't. <laughs> Today we did revisit Allie's horse blinder for human invention, um, which I love. This podcast. Before? I don't know if it has come up before, but um, I loved it. I love seeing it again. I had a great time. Yeah. If hey, if you if we haven't mentioned it before and you guys want to know more, just write in and let us know. <laughs> We'd be happy to share that next time. Uh, shall we discuss wrestling? Yes. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. This was all in week. We went all in. Some parts of that, amazing. Some parts of it, a little less amazing. Let's start with uh, the kind of the big overview. Your feelings as we leave this massive event, 80,000 plus people. It's a lot of people, it turns out. It's a lot of people. Hearing a lot of the reportage about what it was like to be in the venue, like people saying that like they heard chants start from like, a couple sections away and they kept waiting for the can't chance to like reach them, but it never did like that. Like, it's just like the, the enormity of the venue really cannot, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like so weird to see it on TV. Cause it's like, you know, it's really big, but then seeing it, it was like, Oh, it's really big. And then it was so much louder. Like my dog is pretty used to the sounds of wrestling crowds. Cause she has to experience it often several times a week. Um, but like Wembley kept startling her. And so she'd like kept, jumping up and starting to bark because she was like, what the <laughs> hell is happening here? 
Yeah, is man. our interest in wrestling older than Shasta? Yeah. Yeah. She's wow. two. Wow. So, yeah. That's crazy. We we hey guys, we're like practically old timers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can't be right, but it's it's like our like our three year three years of watching wrestling anniversary, oh isn't it? Oh my god, yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. This yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. That makes you think. How time um, flies. Did you guys enjoy uh, your daytime pay-per-view experience? No, I can't do that again. It really was <laughs> my entire day. Um, it's it was not my, natural. It's not right. <laughs> it's it was not. My, it was my birthday weekend, and so I had made a deal with my mother where if I went home earlier on Friday, I could leave early on Sunday so I could make it back for the pay-per-view. Of course, it was insane getting out of there, so I'm racing up the highway <laughs> at, in the morning trying to get home so I can watch a wrestling pay-per-view, and then I just have to like change gears and be like, okay, I guess it's daytime. I'll be sober and <laughs> watch Men in Panties. That'll just be what I'll do in my midday. Yeah, yeah, feels normal. But honestly, sl- not even enough panties. A lot of long boys. If I'm <laughs> long boys, it's true. Yeah, and I got up at like ten thirty, and then was like, "Oh my god, I have to take a shower like right now or never." And yeah. that's not not the way I like to spend my Sundays. No. What did I, you I, guys do with the rest of your day? Because our group chat really went silent. I was just <laughs> trying to remember kind of what happened to me after the show, and uh, I don't know. I do yeah. not know. I went to the pool because it was five o'clock and I was like, I haven't gotten any natural light today, which really is not not good for me. So I got a couple hours of sunshine out there and then God knows what I did. Sat around, I guess. I don't know. It was it was weird. I didn't like it being like at 5 p.m. Like now what am I supposed to do and feeling kind of emotionally exhausted and then being like, still got like a lot of time before bed. And when you're watching when you were watching the PPV on the screen. It's a different time of day where they are. So it was night on the screen, but then when you look at the world around you, your real reality, not nighttime. Not and nighttime. that'll mess you up. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to put a real cramp in us becoming New Japan girlies. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could Rest- be rough. Wrestling needs to be an evening, evening little activity for me. That's when God meant for women to watch wrestling. I don't know what he (laughs) meant for the men, but for the women. (laughs) He said, watch in the evening is a little, is a night treat. Mm -hmm. Don't, all the wrestling fans that like started as little kids, didn't they talk about like watching wrestling on Saturday morning? Saturday morning. Yeah. There was like a clip show because my brother watched it. It was like a highlight show for kids, like on, like with Saturday morning cartoons, which is, I mean, yeah, that's how that's how WWE gets the children. Wow. Yeah. I, you build that brand loyalty from a young age. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, so very big, massive, amazing ad- event. Uh, we did have a little, did have a little excitement unrelated <laughs> to any of the, the planned matches or uh, festivities. Uh, as you guys, I'm sure, all know if you're listening to the pod. Some of you don't watch wrestling, so maybe you don't know. Uh, CM Punk did uh, <laughs> sucker punch or choke out uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Well, we don't really have the details um, because during his zero-hour match with Hook, uh, JB got up into the camera and said, real glass, cry me a river. And <laughs> so I think you guys can understand. Listen, I think you can understand why he got hit for that. I mean, I mean <laughs> he should have known that he would get hit if he said he something that known. inflammatory. Uh, yeah, Allie, you were, you were 
purposefully leading, leaving out the direct reason for Brawlin, which was mm-hmm. that Punk had got stranded at the airport. <laughs> and you're deliberately leaving that out. Yeah, and that's what people aren't talking about. It. So something that did happen in London last weekend, uh, there were no cabs. There were no Ubers. <laughs> there was no way to get from point A to point B, aside from just assuming that your employer would send a private car to pick you up. Mm. Uh, that's hard. I mean, you can Im- imagine how you would feel in that situation. You're at an airport, and you need to get somewhere, and no one has sent a car for you. I, yeah, I what do you do? Just sit down and die, pretty much. <laughs> Probably I mean. just die. Well, I've, <laughs> I've really been concerned from, about some reportage that we've gotten from the, from the wrestling community about what people would do in this situation. I just want to say, on the record, as a, how old am I? 34? You're th- as a 34-year-old mm-hmm. adult woman who's traveled with no money many, many times, it's really, really easy. <laughs> to get from an airport to almost anywhere. And they it, have it cab really stands is. there, really, and they'll they'll kind of shoo you in that direction. And it, uh, in England, they they do speak English there. They do, yeah. Actually, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to get from an airport to anywhere under any conditions. As I'm saying, when you're a little broke bitch, no money to spend. But when you're an adult man with millions of dollars of income every year, I would imagine it's I would dare dare say easier, even easier. <laughs> I think the remarkable thing about Punk is that the man is addicted to leaking stories trying to make himself sound good, but all the stories he leaks makes him sound worse than the stories mm-hmm. that other people leak. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like most rich and famous people kind of have a sense that their problem, many of their problems, the plebes wouldn't find sympathetic, you know? So they're not out yeah. here tweeting that, like, the private jet didn't have their preferred brand of caviar, you know, because they know people might make fun of that. But But Punk boldly, bravely says... They didn't send a car for me. Can you even believe it? Of course I had to go scream at Tony Khan <laughs> and then sucker punch Jungle Boy. <laughs> he had no choice. <laughs> I would have punched uh, Jungle Boy in that circumstance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't? I think we all would have. He's just a bad little boy. Um, so apparently Punk uh, <laughs> punched Jungle Boy and then said that he wasn't going to wrestle. And <laughs> so... That the word is that then I guess Tony is going around knocking on people's dressing rooms, knocking on like uh, the Bucks and FTR's dressing room, being like, "Can you go on first? And they were like, "No." And then he apparently knocked on Kenny Hangman dressing room and was like, "Can you guys go on first? And they, like they were like, "I." It guess. sounds like they were like, "Yeah." The mate, vibe was I... the vibe seemed kind of like we'd certainly prefer not to. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. Apparently, uh, Samoa Joe did understandably want to wrestle his match at Wembley, (laughs) so he uh, apparently talked Punk into wrestling the match. They did wrestle the match. I didn't see a lot of it. I was that was an opportunity for me to um, to do some chores that hadn't finished before the zero hour, Um, and that and that's what happened. And now we've been talking about it all week, and we've talked about it a little here and. Uh, I guess he he's they're both technically suspended, I believe. And Tony just did a little press conference today, where in in very tired tones he said, <laughs> "I can't, I can't talk about it, guys." And I'll let you know before all out on Sunday whether Punk will be wrestling at all. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe on Sunday itself. Like okay, sure. great, sure. <laughs> I really enjoyed that he was like, "Listen, you guys." 
know I love to be transparent. There's nothing (laughs) I love more than to be transparent. And of course, I'll give you information. And I'm like, you didn't tell me shit about what's going on with the Bucks. I'll never never forget that fall. I mean, how long? How long were they actually? Did they end up being out for like a full month? Is that right? More than that. It was pay per view cycle. Yeah, it was all out to to full gear. gear. But they, but they did. We knew that they were back before full gear. Like there was not much. It was maybe. Three, three weeks, weeks maybe. so I think they were out okay. probably yeah. for six like I a, would guess yeah like At a least. month and a half yeah yeah uh well it sounds like we might hear about punk a little sooner than that and um he can really go fuck himself <laughs> like, I don't know Hi, listeners. Producer Marjorie here, hopping on the mic again to note for the record that as of the release of this episode, CM Punk has also been released. That's right. He's fired with cause. And remember, if it's less than five seconds, you can't sue us. Besides, we're fully protected under parody. Um, and now back to the world where your hosts don't know this information yet. I, mean, I do feel like I mean, anyone who's defending him is just like, I mean, it's clear that he's the problem, right? He's just sucker punching so many people. I know. They I mean, it's should like, know. They should know that he's dangerous. Know. I mean, it's really it's troubling when you listen to the arguments that people make about this. It's like, look, it I is. know you like the guy, and I'm sorry about that. No. But it, it, you can't, you really can't act this way. We do live in a society still. Uh, sometimes yeah. it seems like maybe we don't anymore, but we actually do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. I mean, it's like... Uh, there, there is a lo- there's a point where you're like, yes, Tony should institute like a policy that says if you make a snide comment about a real life thing and you have not cleared it with your opponent, you're going to get fined. Sure. That's reasonable. Probably Mm -hmm. somebody should say to jungle boy, Hey, like we don't do that anymore, but historically (laughs) in his favor, they have. So I don't really like if nobody said that to him yet, then like he's not in trouble. I feel like, like someone else did it like two to three weeks no, ago, and then to try to like, distract from it, right, he leaked a story about Jungle Boy. No, no, right. I, I but know like you my know my that, point obviously. is like no, my point yeah. is that like if Tony has if if he responded to some of that by finally instituting a policy because reportedly Punk got fined for that hangman thing, so if he actually has come up with a policy that's like. Stop fucking doing this shit. And, and Jungle Boy broke that policy. Then, yeah, fucking fine him. Yeah. But the people being like what Jungle Boy did was worse than Punk choking him out is like so that's stupid. It makes me so angry that like multiple times I've been like, is this is this a place that I want to be part of? No. Yeah. Some pretty yeah. some pretty toxic attitudes, mm. I would say. And I think it's worth pointing out, too, that. uh Jungle Boy does not have a history of this behavior. No. Uh, we've really never heard about him doing it before. So <laughs> really no, not, a, not a repeat no drama. Offender, unlike yeah. some people that I could name who've been fucking <laughs> doing this to us for uh, f- fucking two years. So we're going to get off uh, this call and there's going to be a fightful report from Luchasaurus that's like, actually, he's been <laughs> bullying me for years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why do you think I never talk? He's so mean. <laughs> Okay. Should we there, talk about the, it, oh, it doesn't. It does not matter. Let's move on. Yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, 
we are going to talk about Mommy's Little Elite. So we really don't know if the, I think, do you guys think that the match order did end up changed or do you think that this was the plan? I don't, I don't know. know. It's, I it, mean, because it doesn't sound like, I mean, like if they got Punk and Joe to go on, then mm-hmm. I don't know why they would have kept the elite yeah, like at the front. Out. But at the same time, the match order was insane. So it I don't was know. Crazy. That's the yeah. only reason that I'm like, maybe something stayed different because it, I cannot imagine why you would structure a yeah. show this way. Somebody no. was saying something about pyro. So maybe they did start loading the elites pyro and then we're like, well, it's got to go now or something. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. What was but the was second the match? It was really Kenny. that different for different people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I guess it think was. So, I mean, well, I'm, I'm speculating wildly. I also yeah, think that knows? like when you're in a situation like that, like sometimes, sometimes it's just like, well, this is happening and we can't think through whether there are any, whether it would be possible to change it back. We yeah. simply must proceed. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to know. Uh, but this match order was insane. So we started with, we had Punk Samoa Joe. Then we had uh, Kenny Hangman and Ibushi versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshita. Uh, so, the, uh, Allie. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshita ended up winning this match. So, I think Takeshita rolled Kenny up. And d- was the implication that Don, do we think that he bribed the ref? Like, was it a fast count? I think so. I think it that was, was really fast, but I didn't know why. Was it Rick? Because we know he's bribable. He, he's bribable, <laughs> but, but he's usually on their side. I know, <laughs> but I guess, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you're moved by money, you can be paid by anybody. True. So true. Let's see if I can look it up while we're yeah, Leah will look into that while we're talking. Uh, so then on Dynamite, we had a little promo from uh, Don Callis and Takeshita where Don was reviewing some tape with Takeshita. The tape was pictures of Kenny's x-rays to point out places <laughs> on his body that are vulnerable where Takeshita can uh, destroy him because they will be fighting one-on-one at All Out. What did you guys think about the, uh, the trios match? It was fine. Yeah. I like enjoyed it while it was happening, but afterwards remembered almost nothing about it. Like, I feel like the ending sets them up for maybe interesting things going forward, but I felt like the match itself was a little bit unemotional. Well, I think that's how I felt. I felt about the whole like Abushi return. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the matches yeah. have been great. Like, Anarchy in their green arena was great. Like, this was great. Like, I like it but like i just expected like when abushi came back for it to be like this huge powerful thing and that it would cause Mm -hmm. like ripples that there would be an effect and like on top of that like you would think like hangman and kenny like getting back together would have been like right this (laughs) emotional jarring thing right and it's just gone very smoothly you know what i mean like Yeah. yeah kenny and hangman fit back together effortlessly abushi just joined them and got into step yeah. and hangman and abushi are hugging right. it's like everyone's right. having a great time together and it does just seem like oh uh, right okay right. the yeah. drama is with callus which you know like he's he's doing a great job like no complaints yeah. but it's just like usually the elite are playing like four different fronts you know what i mean yeah. like you would yeah. expect him to be waging war on don callus while also trying to you know 
keep Ibushi and Hangman from each other's throats or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like more complicated personal dynamics. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's interesting because I did just think to myself, you know, sometimes you don't want to do your art. And <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tiring year, so I don't know if that's playing into it at all. Yeah. But I agree it's been a little interesting to hear a lot of people talking about like how – uh, about like Abushi's ring work and where that's at, and to me it's fine. I mean, I don't know anything, so it's like it's fine. That to me, I agree. The strange thing is like, oh, but you're not really bringing like an emotional dynamic, and that mm-hmm. is unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. Especially after they've resigned. Like, I kind of thought they would be like diving into like a complicated story. I bet if like we were able to in some way get Kenny off the record and like ask him some of this, there would be like, he'd be like, well, I wanted to do this, but yeah. this real life thing happened or this happened. Yeah. And like he, I bet he would just have like a bunch of reasons, but it's like hard because it's like, yeah, well, like this is the thing that I love the elite for is that they do this thing. And so like when they don't do it, it's sort of like, that's yeah. my missing it's also, it's just been such yeah. a, it's clearly just been such a shit show for a lot yeah. of different reasons. So it's like, well, you mm-hmm. got to get through these pay-per-views. I mean, I, and like, do I think that you could be doing, I just don't know what they're going to do after the pay-per-views. Like it, it wouldn't be crazy to me if they were like, okay, well we have plans, but we cannot get into it until these pay-per-views are done and right. then we can start doing a belt. And so I guess we'll see. Uh, right. And I don't know, but it was, it was a totally fine match. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen, like, a lot of people just being like, well, I feel like I can't judge this until I see that, but it's been, or, like, till we get past that, or, like, I need to see yeah. what happens, but I feel like we've been saying that for, like, yeah. a while now, we just keep being, like, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully well, we this, have, but they haven't signed, I mean, it's, time. and again, I, I agree that it's, like, we have been saying it for a long time, but that signing stuff, the contract stuff was hanging over us for so long, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think just on a show this big, when I knew like Bucks FTR would not be like fun emotionally for me, it was like just a little disappointing to not get more from these guys. But I mean, I did have a totally good time while I was watching. So I think they did great wrestling and we love them. And that's, you know, and we'd love to see them like really be so mean to each other, all of them. Exactly. So I hope they're just a little meaner in future. (laughs) I want to see them struggle with some stuff. Let me see you struggle. Let's see yeah. some struggle. Uh, okay, let's talk about what's going on with uh, what went on with Bucks FTR. So this was immediately after the Elite Trios, which is <laughs> like you can't give us all the Elite at once. This is crazy. No. Like this is why I come to the show. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other stuff, and there was a lot of other stuff that was amazing on this show. But at a certain point in the back half of the show, I was like. I wish we hadn't blown that wad up front because yeah. I really right. need yeah. a little hit of yeah. two elite matches right and then stadium stampede back to back made me like unable to concentrate on like the next four matches or something. Yeah. It was just like, I got yeah. so yeah, yeah. Exhausted. And did we go straight from stadium stampede to the women's match? Am I making that up? <laughs> yeah. We yeah, did. Which yeah. Of course really we did. Mean. Yeah. Tony's always like, fucking Christ. how can I really set the women up for failure? That's what Tony asks himself every week. No. <laughs> so. he, says, he says, what I was thinking was only one women's match and let's make it the first chance that people have to be like, okay, I do need a break. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, but we had Bucks FTR. 
again, this was a slightly weird match. I'm gonna kick it to you, Leah, because I do think you were you were yeah. the one of us who actually used your wrestling mind <laughs> and intuited my, my some strangeness. You were watching moves and <laughs> I was so impressed. I almost felt a little betrayed. Like I was like, "Not supposed to know this stuff. None of us are." That's our pact. We agreed to stay dumb forever, but she's becoming smart. And I said it so tentatively, like I was like, "Guys, do you think that what's going on with the move is bad?" But you said it tentatively, but you were also very specific. You were like, I think on the northern suplex, Matt, when he was setting it up, did like whatever. It was legitimately sickening. But you should tell the the (laughs) listeners. It was quite impressive. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was not my favorite match. I don't think, like, listen, I love the elite. I love watching them wrestle wherever. And I don't even think it was about FTR. Well, it was, you know, but i watched their second match like i was in person for the second of the ftr versus bucks match and i loved that like i mean you know like for values of love but i loved it this match i just didn't like i don't know i think there was several points where i just thought like they weren't i just didn't expect it as it wasn't as smooth as i thought it was and specifically in the sequence where like matt was putting dax through multiple northern light suplexes and then Dax was reversing them and like, and I forget, I, I mean, I'm not smart enough to know what move Dax was doing, but it was so clunky and like Matt looks like he was struggling so hard to get Dax up. Yeah. And then when Dax would reverse him, Matt like looked a little startled. Like he wasn't like, he was like, had to catch up. And so I was like, are you not communicating? Like, and I don't think that, I don't think it's malicious to be fair. Like I don't, like I was talking about this in the group chat and the group, you know, in a, in a different group chat than our normal one. And they were like, Oh, it was, was Dax being um, sandbagging him. And I don't think he was like for all that you can say about FTR, they, they want to put on good matches. So I don't think it was, I just think it was like bad chemistry. And also in retrospect, if they had just watched, punk chunk out <laughs> choke out jungle boy it's possible that everybody they might have been emotionally dysregulated they were like every second that we're out here is another second that someone could have died <laughs> <laughs> there's monitors flying everywhere yeah it might have i don't know if their communication would have been good at the best of times but yeah that could yeah. have played a role yeah, and watching it, like, I really, I was like, I hate FTR, but I know this will be, like, a really good match because these guys always put on a good match together. But I was like, this match is weirdly, like, not very compelling. And then Leah said that in the group chat, but I was, like, too, like, unconfident because I hadn't noticed the move stuff as, as much. So I was like, I don't know, maybe I just hate their style. But then my friend of the pod, Jeff, then messaged me moments after, and he was like, does this match seem weirdly stiff to you? And I was like, Leah. <laughs> A man who knows moves said, yeah. you're right. I thought you were calling Leah a man who knows moves. Oh, <laughs> that like, is what they call me now. That is my, that's my new name around she's town. She's graduated, yeah. <laughs> yeah. man who knows moves. You'll, you'll, you'll be hearing that again on the pod. Uh, yeah, I think that I, um, I harbor a lot of malice in my heart towards FTR. So yeah. I was really unhappy not looking forward to this match. And um, then... I didn't really have the resources to think about whether it was going well or not. I was just kind of shocked that I was watching it. So uh, anyway, so the Bucks lost as we expected that they would. FTR extended the the respectful hand uh, handshake and the Bucks uh, didn't shake their hands and left. And 
that seemed um, like I think we were all like, "Where's that gonna go?" Because I think look, the Bucks are good heels. I think we all are interested in a little heel turn. That was kind of heel turny, even though it's actually a f- ultimate face move. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and it went not some- shaking Dax's hand is a real way to babyface someone in my Absolutely. Book. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm standing up hooting and hollering. <laughs> it went somewhere that I didn't expect, though, because this week on Dynamite, uh, we got a little backstage promo where it's like the Bucks are, like, in their dressing room after the, that match, after the all-in match. And being like, oh, what a bad night. And then FTR come in. I, I, I like that FTR's whole thing in this entire build and the aftermath is so pathetic. Not in a good <laughs> way, but it, it is kind of funny. They come in, they're like, why didn't you sh- shake our hand? We said that we respect you and we wanted to shake your hands and you wouldn't shake our hands. And the Bucks were like, dude, it's a shitty night. We didn't want to lose like, what is the problem? And FDR just being like, oh, shake our hand. Come on. We, <laughs> come on. We respect you. Just say you respect us. And then uh, Bullet Club Gold showed up, all four of them, making enough noise for 17 men. <laughs> I mean, absolutely fantastic, Dan. Yeah. I could not understand what they were talking about when they no. exploded no. into the room. Like, they were all talking at once in incomprehensible accents. And I just could be like, what are you talking? What are they even talking about? I mean, one I of the, it, to be clear. One of the guns was carrying Jay White's cardboard cutout, but Jay was also there in person. I was just <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Uh, and so somehow I didn't like the moment where I realized this is what was happening, but, uh, bullet club gold (laughs) kind of clunkily, but it's not their fault. We're like, you guys are all looking pretty friendly. I bet you'd be loving to wrestle us together. (laughs) FTR and the Bucks were like, I guess so. So FTR and the Bucks are wrestling all of bullet club gold at all out. And I, do you guys think that this was always the all-out plan? It no. can't have been, can it? It's no. I don't it's know. Insane. Yeah, I've, they... I've wanted to get a like a firm take on this from someone whose knowledge of the biz I respect, <laughs> but nobody really wanted to weigh in for me. And I, to me, it would just be a crazy setup for that match. Like I don't understand yeah. why you would do the handshake thing if you no. were planning to do this. But what do I know? I think that I, there's a large possibility that the Bucks were not planning to be on this pay-per-view. Like, I think there's a large possibility that they weren't planning to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, the handshake thing, it just like, I was like, oh no, they're setting up a stupid long-term feud with FTR and the Bucks. And then it's like, they're together when Punk and Jungle Boy maybe have just gotten banned from the pay-per-view. Like, it just seems like they ripped up plans and were like, okay, yeah. in case of emergency, yeah. like, we gotta do something. is that I think that was filmed, like, like at Wembley so they really honestly must have mm. made that decision while all in was still happening and then yeah. filmed, filmed that pre- like that's what I think happened I think like you know yeah during they the- probably thought maybe this is one option we'll see what happens right. so like film yeah. it right. whatever right yeah right yeah that that <laughs> makes sense to me and I guess it's like who fucking knows but I just don't think this can have always been the plan that would no. just be so crazy to me it- be so stupid make it make sense (laughs) no and i mean it's it's really hard to like process because it's like okay not to be a conspiracy theorist but please be one though yeah dax has been really quiet on twitter yeah really quiet not weighed in about any of this not even Mm -hmm. to like take jabs at like melter you know his hole is shut 
Yeah, right. Or and not so, in, even to be like, it's such a shame that we can't have peace backstage from right, everybody, nothing. you know, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> Meltzer and Alvarez, guys. Right. And like Meltzer and Alvarez have said that the, the FGR has have spent the last couple of months working very hard to get mm. back into the Bucks' good graces. And mm-hmm. so now this, and then now the deliberateness of the timing of FTR and Bucks teaming up seems to me like a statement to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're throwing it on this side, which yeah. in the, in the three forty chess game of what's going <laughs> on back there, like, yes, I want FTR separated from the Bucks. I want FTR. I mean, I want, I mean, I want, FTR separated from punk. I want punk yeah. to have less defenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like, I think that that is ultimately good, but it's like, Oh, but I have to suffer this to get that. Like I have yeah. to suck this up. Oh, okay. seriously. But it, it would make sense. I mean, FTR, they're so stupid, but if they see punk almost screwing over Samoa Joe with that match, like he almost didn't wrestle it allegedly. And then they see like Ricky Starks is probably getting screwed over. Cause he didn't get all in. Cause he was going to like, main event maybe with punk for all out and now he probably isn't which is pretty funny just being like maybe maybe this isn't a good star to hitch our wagon to actually right Right. i wonder if like the ryan nemeth stuff and like the Mm -hmm. hangman like they looked like they wanted to die when they were in the ring with him after like when he was giving that hangman promo like Mm. they honestly i I think if dax could have like teleported out of that ring he would have so yeah i do think that they're like they're like we we've backed in comically unstable horse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's like they looked over one day and they were like, "That's an alligator." I thought this was a horse. It's a freaking alligator. <laughs> and I sort of think that they might have thought they could kind of like stay on good terms with everybody, you know, because they yeah. like do the stupid like Dax would do a stupid like pro punk podcast, but then he'd be like, "The Young Bucks are so great!" Like on the podcast, you know. I think he was he thought he was like successfully playing yeah. both sides, which I'm, he was not. I'd love to. I didn't look this up. I'd love to know when that. Uh, I think it was also a Sports Illustrated article uh, that Dax did where he gave that quote about like maybe you know never say never and i think we'd all love for the cmftr program to go through i'd love to know when that was and whether it was before they started making their push to get back in the bucks good graces because if i were the but i remember at the time being like i would be so fucking pissed off at yeah. like i mean after everything yeah um yeah i the thing i keep thinking about <laughs> so it's like punk is obviously a big problem and um it would make more sense if he didn't come back, but he might. <laughs> I think there's a good chance he does unless he doesn't want to. And um, <laughs> he hates this place. He ha- I hate this place. <laughs> it's so funny. You there's so it, much drama here. It actually is kind of like the uh, the the um, stepmom to be at the end of the parent trap where she's like <laughs> in the lake like. <sighs> <laughs> that's CM Punk he's like people keep putting ants in my tent but it's like you put them there you you put the ants in your own tent anyway I am like okay so the, but I agree that the the FTR kind of like publicly being on good terms with the Bucks is a bit of a statement if Punk comes back to his collision bunker <laughs> and FTR have laid down their swords with the enemy what is going to be happening over there? Like, are they going to get banned from collision? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. <laughs> no, I, I, never mind. I'm not going to say that. He's running out of bodies. 
<laughs> there's so few people on collision as it does. And Miro apparently like confronted him about yeah. it too. It's like, and you know what? Right. I I wish that we had all the time in the world to get into that <laughs> because I have some some harsh words that I'd love to say to the wrestling community at large about their ability to process and respond to information. But we can't talk about it anymore. We got to talk about something. Oh, Leah, can one we do thing? one one quick thing? It's the yeah. most important thing that happened at Wembley, other yeah. than their next topic, is that one of our, like a member of our like larger group yes, chat. Yes, yes, her yes, name yes, is yes. Goodwinna Bob on Twitter. If you want to look up what we're talking about, it's G O O D W I N A B O B. Okay, Hannah. Her name is Hannah had a sign that said the elite are prettier in real life. And she was holding it up and her husband took a picture of Matt Jackson as he looked over and he had the beamiest <laughs> smile on her face, he on his so face, just with himself. so happy. That's- and so she posted an Instagram story and said, I'm telling myself that this is him looking at my sign. And she tagged him and he replied to it and said, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Matt Jackson look happier than him looking at that sign. I was it like, that's the purest so little. It is so important to me. It is so <laughs> important to me that Matt Jackson's like, not only am I pretty, I'm so happy that you noticed. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was his, uh, it was his pretty girl rock moment. Mm-hmm. And it was after, as the Bucks were coming out in their Freddie Mercury inspired gear, I'll just never be over it in my life the way that Matt Jackson leaned into the camera and in this voice, like I'm a head cheerleader and I can do anything I want. It just goes like, hi, Zachary. Hi, Courtney. I love you <laughs> to his kids. And it's like, you're, you sound like such a bitch and you're just nicely being like, I love my little baby. <laughs> it was the cutest thing I ever saw. Yeah. I'm so happy about it. I'm just so happy Boy. about it. I just can't stop laughing. It's, it's, amazing it's if if all if all in gave me nothing else that would be enough but luckily enough it didn't the next <laughs> we're, the next we're, thing is also good we're going to talk about something that brought us i'd say un unmitigated joy is that what mm-hmm. i mean unrestricted yes. mm-hmm. joy unrestrained unrestrained joy uh okay no ally why did you do this <laughs> <laughs> This is one of my, ooh, that's not one of my better moves. Okay. <laughs> Stadium Stampede, I refuse to describe it. Okay, babies. We saw Stadium Stampede. <laughs> this was uh, BCC, Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends OC, Penta and Eddie. Mm-hmm. What did you guys like about Stadium Stampede? What Aside from everything. Like? <laughs> Every single from thing. everything. This was so fucking fun. It, it was, was so, so fun. fun. It was so I thought fun. they did such a good job of having people like pair off in like emotional pairs, you know. So like mm-hmm. Eddie's like focused on Claudio; he's gonna kill him. Like when they were Dustin and out Yuta, and the match just started because Eddie just beelined for Claudio. Yeah, so perfect. It he was like so perfect. pushed OC out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like they did a really good job with so many people in it to like keep a lot of like mm-hmm. emotional thoroughfares going while they were doing like super fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. Sue showed up. <laughs> she brought cookies. They were hitting people with the trays. Like <laughs> best friends don't miss, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Eddie left the ring for a while and was like out 
you know, whatever. And then he got my favorite thing that he does, which is he reemerges right when you've forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. And, like, remember that? I forget what match it was where he came down with yeah, the gas with the, can. It's so iconic. Anar- it, it was anarchy in the arena. Anarchy right? in the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this time he so came good. with the, the chair and he just marches down and he's covered in blood. And he has like this look on his face where he's like, I, I cannot perceive anything except my opponent who I am going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's so good. He brings so much into like just energy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. And we, so we got the, um, we got the best friends, uh, hugging Yuda and Mm -hmm. we got the zoom out before they beat him up. And that that zoom out with all of those people, like the zoom out of 80,000 people hits so hard and then yeah. for them to break the hug and then just all start beating you to at yeah. once so good so great yeah we got um we got oc uh wrapping his hand in uh tape and shoving it into a bucket of crushed glass and then mm-hmm. i guess or did he orange punch with it i have to assume yeah. yeah um we got we got Dustin doing the awful waffle. He got to do the awful waffle. waffle. It looked, waffle. So, it looked so good. So good. It looked great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the, just the 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 cap to it all. Best friends won. They Best won. won. At Best Wembley. Won. They won. OC pin Claudio. Oh, Unbelievable. They, Claudio. they won. Uh, some of our some of our uh, beloved listeners did reach out to say I I know that you ladies enjoyed yourself <laughs> at the end of that match. I mm. feel like a little bit like this is our win because yeah, we sure. we marched through a desert. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. We, like like a two year point, long desert. Yeah, yeah. when from, was from when I was would say like yeah, an- arcade anarchy until about now. We've mm-hmm. been thirsty in the desert. Very we thirsty. have been hallucinating we have yeah. like barely we've, made it at times you don't think we've despaired. been clearly this whole time you don't think that we've seemed like well clear-sighted women this whole time i have, we like, think a there's an oasis period where i was really into jeff hardy no i don't think, I, wow. I don't think i've been thinking clearly you can think and you can look at that objectively now, <laughs> now that now that best friends got that win you can think objectively i can look about back and there. i say oh my foible she's like I uh, I thought there was an oasis in the desert, but it, it was just a hallucination. It was just <laughs> Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. It wasn't. There's no water there. <laughs> there's no water. <laughs> oh my god! That walk up the ramp oh. when the camera was just like following them. Oh, and o- OC was just draped over just Chuck draped and him. Trent. Mm-hmm. I did think I was like, you know what? The emotional buildup to this match was the long-term story was my love for best friends. Yeah. And how I followed true. it for this whole time. Mm-hmm. Finally got the win. Yeah. yeah, and they just oh, and Dustin looks so happy. <laughs> yeah. I was he, the so look on proud his of them. Face was unreal. Like I think he was trying to be like I'm he was a trying fierce, to do crazy. Yeah, face. I'm a yeah. fierce feral guy, but like I think it just kept bleeding through that he was like I'm a fucking Wembley. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and then when they turned around to yeah. just like look at the whole crowd, I was just like, when you, you guys, your, your Taylor Swift long live moment. Oh. Yeah. I had oh. the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Oh, oh my God. Unbelievable. Bring on all the pretenders. I'm not afraid. We will be remembered. We will I know. Well, oh, I'm getting shivers. <coughs> yeah. So, so am I. Happy. And well, I felt I was- even like so many people didn't get to go to Wembley. So the fact that like, 
best friends that Chuck and Trent got to go. I felt yeah. like so emotional about yeah. it. It just felt and like OC unbelievable. OC at the scrum talking about how important the match was to him and Chuck yeah. and Trent. And yeah. And the internet has been so kind to Dustin. Like yeah. the amount of times I saw people <laughs> screenshotting that AMA where he was like, yeah, I'm going to retire because there's nothing left for me. Like nobody mm-hmm. wants me. TNA doesn't want me. ROH doesn't want me. What is the, I don't want to be a sad guy who had like, is like, just hanging yeah. around and then like yeah. cutting that with like him looking back at Wembley fucking destroyed me like I know I'm so yeah. emotional and to, yeah and to have like Eddie in that match too and mm-hmm. uh we got that great uh, there's some someone took uh footage of Eddie and Mox leaving together <laughs> and it's like they were on opposite sides but they're just kind of leaving like bickering with the ref between them oh my god it was uh, so funny because they were like clearly like it was like one of the like it didn't seem like they had just battled to the death it seemed like they were having a well-worn argument over yeah. like which restaurant they should have for dinner and like yeah. Aubrey behind them simultaneously being like walk 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 and also yeah. being like stop fighting like it was just so good i know and that screenshot somebody took of them like basically like lying on top of each other but flipping each other off and covered in blood like someone retweeted that with like i want what they have yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's so funny to me Mm -hmm. this was the feel-good match of the night and totally could not have been better which is funny to say given the main event which also was a feel-good but nothing could have felt better no not for us to me i mean it was perfect and uh, yeah, I, I wish I were watching that, uh, long live yeah. right now, to be honest I know, I, you. if you would make a little TikTok for us, I would, I would be pretty happy. You know what? I, I might have the resources to make mm. a little something. And mm. I will take this moment to say, if you have not seen yes. Allie's vid that she made for me for my birthday, it is on mm-hmm. our Twitter. It is a beautiful Young Bucks vid, and it made me cry at least seven times so far, <laughs> if not more times. So I've had that song stuck in my head for like a week. So yeah, no. thank you. But guys. yeah, no, it, I, like if you could do like the Chikara moments, you know, like Eddie oh my god. and Bryce oh my and like god. all of them like performing for like. I mean, we watched that Chikara match for our bonus episode, and there was like nobody yeah. in the crowd. Like there's more yeah, wrestlers, like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Bryce. That, um, Bryce tweeted about that being like so crazy to think we used to be like I used to just be refing for 30 people in a bingo hall and now I'm at Wembley and he and he yeah. refed the main event and took a yeah. Panama Sunrise so yeah I know well it's like not even that long ago that like Orange Cassidy had a day job you know and yeah I like, know it's crazy yeah it's yeah. this it, Wembley few people are saying this but it's a real justice for Chikara moment <laughs> it really is that's so true yeah <laughs> now I'm just thinking of that uh of um Greg being like so glad you guys made it out of that cult <laughs> I love you forever Greg I die for you oh, I die for greatest. all I die for all the best friends and yeah. I love him so much Mm-hmm. Um, wow, we've really been talking. Okay, uh, very, very quickly, we did get uh, the whole gang was back on Dynamite this week. We had Mox uh, fighting Commander, Eddie fighting Yuda. We got a BCC promo, and then the show ended with OC versus Penta with the winner to face Max at All Out. Oh, yeah, Penta, like, heel turned in the middle of this match. He left, and everyone <laughs> thought he yeah. was injured. Not this match, <laughs> uh, Stadium Stampede. He, everyone thought he was injured. He leaves. He just comes back in his 
evil pentagear. Like, <laughs> I, I thought to myself, that's, so funny. that's fucking drama. Good for yeah, you. Good for you. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. You know, uh, Anna, who you guys met, uh, well, you've met a couple times, but who guest hosted last week, she has a great thing that she does, not as much anymore, but she loves Halloween. And she used to, it's like any, she would loves throwing a Halloween party and halfway through the night, she would leave and do a costume change. And she's like, I just like to have more than one costume. And that is what I thought about Penta. I was like, that was like Penta's energy. Yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, Penta and OC fought. Uh, they closed out the show. This was a great match. OC won afterwards, hauled a chair into the ring, sat down and cut a legitimate, actual, just in-ring promo being like, I'm tired, I'm hurt, and I work with fucking children. (laughs) 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 I'm tired, I'm hurt, but I'm still here wrestling. Uh, People said I couldn't do it because I was too little. Too skinny, too (laughs) too short. Too skinny and too short. It's like, we love how little you are. We love how short you are. Tiny little body. I'm sure it would make him feel so much better to know that we, we were eroticizing it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. If you could hear, like, how often we're just like, he's the smallest boy in the world. Oh, look how he got flung because he's Ooh. so little. He's in his a matchbox. Little body. <laughs> he bathes in a dewdrop. <laughs> you can put him in your pocket. You can take him anywhere. Um, yeah, I think you'd love that. But um, <laughs> he uh, said he will continue. I will continue to defend my championship for as long as I want. There's nothing anyone can do to take it from me. John Moxley, you better bring more than just a fork because I will always be the international champion because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, and I do not have a catchphrase. Mox had referenced earlier in his promo that everyone is all bark these days, and they just have so many catchphrases. This was so fucking... It's like to be moved and amused at the same time is perfect. I screamed with laughter, because I had actually opened my mouth to make a joke, because the way he was like, I'm freshly squeezed, squeezed orange Cassidy. I really was about to finish and I endorsed this message. But <laughs> the joke that he made was so much funnier than any joke that I can think of. Like the, the cadence on I'm freshly squeezed orange Cassidy and I do not have a quick catchphrase. <laughs> so it, perfect. It obviously planned, but it was a very realistic moment of someone being like, and I have nothing else to say. <laughs> He got such good reviews for this promo. Like, it's just been so pleasant for me on the internet, like, since for to see people being like, Orange Cassidy killed it. Like, he's been, his, he's proved everyone wrong a thousand times over. It's just like. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. some of us, I, I hope that people do really understand, like, the people out there being like, he proved everyone wrong. I hope you understand that that man is bringing people into the fold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that you feel like he yeah. overcame like hurdles to like gain your attention. We mm-hmm. would not be watching wrestling no. if not yeah. for this man. Yeah. That's legitimately as, true. As, and that's yeah. so true for so many people. Like yes. he's one of the only wrestlers bringing new fans yes. to wrestling. Yes. Because people, when you share Orange Cassidy, people are like, I am interested. I like yeah. what I'm seeing. People it's like, oh, this is funny and weird. Yeah. Because people did, uh, our friend Mary, who got us into wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she her, started with other her, her downline. Uh, <laughs> she started with other wrestlers, and she got no uptake, but then she got to Orange Cassidy, and one night, I watched a shot of Brandy episode and said to my friends, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> but to I me, think for me, that just means I'm activated. Like, whoa. <laughs> I like what I'm seeing, so I'm tearing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just be nice to him, because that's our baby. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so OC's going to fight Mox at All Out. Uh, predictions or desires? I, I was, I, before he gave that promo, I would have said, I think somehow he's going to win because I just don't think that Mox wants the belt or needs the belt. But that kind of promo is 100% a goodbye promo. So now I've sort of twisted the other way and I'm like, I don't know. I think he might lose it. But like, I still think it's crazy for Mox to have the belt. Like, I don't really think that makes much sense. But like that kind of promo is like a last promo. So that's so funny to me, though, because when you started saying that and you were like, I thought he was going to win. But then with that promo, I thought you were going to say, now I'm sure he's going to (laughs) win. So I really (laughs) went in a different direction with it. So I I really could see it going either way. I think if I had to put money on it, I would say OC will win because I do think it's crazy for Mox to be the international champ. But but I think OC is losing it soon, although I thought he was losing it soon for like six months. I know. I know. know. It's um. I don't feel convinced that I don't feel as convinced as you do, Leah, that it had to be a goodbye promo, but it has to be a last act promo. Like if he doesn't Mm -hmm. win, uh, if he doesn't lose to Mox, we have to be in the final act where whatever happens with Mox, like causes the thing that causes him to lose. And I keep thinking about like, well, he could lose to Yuta after that. Like there would be a lot of pathos there and they have all Mm -hmm. that. They really do have a lot of, Best Friends BCC, like, Eddie plates in the air right now mm-hmm. that yeah. you could do something at All Out that would then cause, like, yeah. the things yeah. to come crashing Yuda, down. Yuda getting the belt makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah. Yuda I think does. they can send Yuda out to other, mm-hmm. like, promotions. Yeah. I think, like, he would do great with it. Like, I think, and I it, think like, OC makes would love lines. to put him over. Oh, yeah, Loves for it. sure. The one thing that I did see somebody saying with regards to Mox winning is that they could see Mox winning and then Eddie taking it off of Mox pretty yeah. quickly. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, that actually would make sense yeah. to me if they went that direction. That's yeah. the one scenario. So, yeah. But yeah, I think Eddie or Yuta with it would be probably the most yeah. like, fulfilling directions to go. Those would both be great. Uh, again, they've got a lot of plates in the air, which is a good place to be. And I don't feel like I know exactly what'll happen and uh i'll probably find out before i see it because i don't think that we're paying for this pay-per-view so (laughs) (laughs) it is the weirdest pay-per-view lineup like when they they did that little thing for shane taylor who is a man i've never seen once in my life and they're like he's gonna fight samoa joe it's like are you even trying to sell this pay-per-view to me like i don't know who this man is why is this i was like that's not like on the pre-show like yeah right happening no you know i think like especially given some spoilers that i've seen like i don't even think it's like a bad paper i mean i i think it's i think it doesn't make sense someone on twitter it might have been aaron rotkowski was like they're gonna make this a good pay per view, like just like by, by sheer force of weird, uh, <laughs> and I was like, that's right. Like I could see this totally turning out well, but there's like not enough stuff that it's like I have to see it happen live. Yeah. And yeah. the looming specter of CM Punk, I will not be putting down any money. Uh, certainly, I mean not at all, but certainly not until I know that man will not be there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we won't be finding that out until sometime on Sunday before <laughs> the pay per view. So I don't think we'll be buying it, to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah, I think I'll enjoy it more if we can skip some of those matches. So yeah, 
Okay, so Adam Cole and MJF were in the pre-show. They won uh, the ROH tag team belt. I think I just said that kind of funnily. Like, it, like it was very exciting. We wanted it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very good start to the show before anyone got sucker punched or anything. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then uh, they were the main event, as you know. So I think I did almost all of this on my own, but it could be wrong. So... Uh, Adam Cole in this match immediately goes into hyper competitive mode. MJF clearly is like trying to like for once, like he's the one who's like, let's be more normal. And Adam Cole is like, I certainly won't be. So the fight gets pretty intense. Uh, MJF is kind of fighting with himself, like not willing to be ruthless. Adam Cole is willing to be ruthless. They double clothesline each other. Bryce is like, it's a draw because they took each other out. Adam Cole says, I need five more minutes, which, of course, he had asked at the beginning of their whole thing, and MJF said no. This time, MJF says, fuck it, we fight until someone wins. So they're fighting. They're fighting. Bryce gets Panama Sunrised. MJF is a... Uh, teases DDR. <laughs> the Dynamite Diamonding Ring? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you that when I typed that, I actually did think to myself, not gonna know what that means <laughs> but i didn't want to type the whole thing out and lo and behold okay he's gonna dynamite diamond ring he doesn't do it roddy comes out pathetic neck brace begging adam cole to hit mjf with the belt he brings out he gives him a belt whatever adam cole can't mjf wins there's post-match weeping, screaming. Adam Cole is having a kindergartner hissy fit. MJF is like, we got these other belts. Remember, we got these tag team belts? And Adam Cole just throws the tag team belt. <laughs> um, they run back this spot where uh, MJF is like, you never wanted me. You only wanted the belt. Go ahead and hit me with the belt. Roddy is there again, begging Adam Cole to hit MJF. Adam Cole can't. Instead, they hug. They hug. Hug. Let's, yeah. hug let's freaking get into it it's so intense like i was like so like actually was reading our live watch back this morning and like the amount of messages per second we were sending <laughs> at this point was unreal just screaming <laughs> bloody murder like i like i honestly felt delirious there are times in a wrestling match even even my beloved like bucks or like best friends where sometimes if like it's just fighting. Sometimes I'll accidentally zone out and be like, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. I need to be paying yeah. attention to this. <laughs> Not once during this mm -hmm. match did I zone out. Like, yeah. I was tense the whole time. Like, they just managed to keep me engaged because I just kept being like, how are they going to land this? Like, I yeah. just, it was just, like, so engaging, so enthralling. They had me mm -hmm. the entire time. Yeah. And after they won those tag belts, I really, I think we were probably all like expecting a turn in the main yes. event. And so then it was like, how's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And it was so like emotional watching MJF, like not be as ruthless and then being like, oh, he loves Adam Cole more than Adam Cole loves him. But then like Adam Cole came through in the end. Like I, like I was very excited about thinking about them trapped in a get along shirt of those mm -hmm. tag belts, but this like not having them turn but having it be so precarious like yeah i feel like it was like amazingly executed i loved yeah. it and it's interesting because it's like they are still trapped in a kind of a get-along shirt because i mean adam cole just barely managed to like just get, turn the snake off and be like yeah. no mm. i do really i do actually really like you i don't want to fuck this up 
but he's stuck in the get along shirt with himself now, basically. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. got, that's a choice you have to keep making every day. And it's a very mm-hmm. difficult choice for Adam Cole to make to be like, I value yeah. someone else more than I value myself. Yeah. And for him, because even he did it, he lost the match, but then he's throwing the belt away. And MJF then immediately, like, the man full of insecurity starts being like, oh, you only liked me for the belt. You've been trying to get the, you didn't care about me this whole time. Like, total spiral. Um, It's like they're both so, their issues put them so close to ruining this at any moment. I think Adam Cole has it harder somehow because I think Mm -hmm. MJF's deal is that it's either on or it's off, right? Like he's managed to turn vulnerability on and when he is, he's in it. You know, like this is, like he is, he's trying as hard as he can or he thinks that he's being betrayed and he tries to turn it off. Adam Cole, it's like, it's like he's never he's honest to God warring with himself. Like he yeah. he knows what he should do and he knows what would be the snake thing to do and he's just fighting with that the whole like I just think he's more self-aware than than MJF is and so like his yeah. fight with himself is just so much more complicated and it's it's just zesty. It's just so interesting right. that they're not fighting the same battle. No, and yeah. it's also it's not equivalent, right? Because it's like yeah. Adam Cole. This this is a a different version of something that is a repeat behavior for him, where he's right. like, I need to be yes. liked. I need, and so I always will be like getting in good with someone, having a really close relationship, and then at a certain point, like the snake comes out because they're not giving me exactly what I want and I turn on them. Mm-hmm. Whereas MJF, yeah. someone someone pointed out today and I just like hadn't really thought about it. They were like, um, this is in one of our group chats. Um, they were like, MJF is, has always been trying to make friends and he just can't do it, but he finally actually did it. And yeah. I was like, you know, I have never thought about it that way before because I have always thought about his, like when he was in the pinnacle and he kept saying uh, the pinnacle is, <laughs> pinnacle is family <laughs> and we kept being like footage not found. I always thought of that simply as like this is a guy who is running a long con and I don't know exactly what it is, but that, that's what's happening. Yeah. And suddenly I was like, well, that's true, but also he is someone who is like because canonically he's never had a friend he's someone who's like constantly being like i see people having friends and like i want that and i'm trying to make it happen and i'm trying to imitate it but like the real feeling isn't there and i get frustrated and i'm angry yeah. and this time it actually like adam cole does actually like mjf whether he likes MJF more than his own issues, I think will be an ongoing problem, but he does actually like MJF. It's the first time MJF has ever had someone feel that way back towards him. So they are not on equal uh, ground. And I wonder even if MJF, like with the pinnacle and stuff, it's like he really wanted a friend. And I don't know if he even liked them that much, but I think he might have thought like this is what friendship is. Like other people have people who like stand near them and they're attached to. So like this must be what friendship feels like. But now like he is in this like first friend, like having this intense experience, like watching it with them both like so emotional at the end. I was like boy, they both chose friendship, but it's like emotionally destroying them in a way. Like they're really like in trouble with themselves trying to like deal with what that means for themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's to to me, 
it's delightful to watch, and there are just a lot of <coughs> sorry possibilities for what could happen going forward, because I think we'll be watching this play out for a while. We did get an in-ring mm -hmm. promo from Adam Cole this week where he got confronted by Roddy and the Kingdom, and Roddy and the Kingdom were basically like, you are a very bad friend, and you always have been, and you always <laughs> do this. You act like you care about someone, and then you turn on them, you know, the second they're not convenient. And Adam Cole <laughs> was not liking to hear that, and, <laughs> you know... Uh, they, he and MJF are going to defend the ROH belts at All Out this uh, weekend. And the kingdom we're going to be in that, there it's going to be decided there's a tourney on Rampage or whatever. I said that because it's kind of like a Ren Fair. It's a tourney. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's going to be a tourney on Rampage. But I think the kingdom we're going to be in that. Or uh, what, what, yeah. what did Roddy say he was going to do? No, so Jeez. the kingdom is going to be in the battle royale. Uh, Roddy is going to be in the tournament. Yes, later in the like month that's Before going Grand to choose Slam. Max. Yes, right. choose yes. Max's yes. next opponent. Yes, yeah. Roddy. So the kingdom are going to go for the ROH belt, and Roddy's going to go for the world <laughs> title belt. Roddy said he was going to go for the world title back belt, and Adam Cole was like, "Roddy, your neck." And Roddy was like, <laughs> "Oh, now you care about my neck." <laughs> when he said the line is my neck health not important to you it was like the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life like roddy is killing this pathetic yeah, man stuff. absolutely killing it he oh you know God. he also has he has that jake hager energy of a man <laughs> who is shocked to find that one way you can entertain people is by making them laugh he never knew that before yeah. and yeah, suddenly he's like they really like me yeah, <laughs> yeah. his neck brace oh. is his hat yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he's literally wearing it on the flight on the home plane. from... Yeah, oh I was my like, God. Whenever he makes a post of him in the neck brace with that end of heartache tag, it's just <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, he's perfect. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the, the question of how... Some people like the storyline and others don't. I would like to talk. We don't have to talk about it forever, but it's just something no, that's so preoccupying to me yeah. that there are there are men that I don't respect, and there are men that I respect, and many of <laughs> both like groups fucking hate. There's this. two types of men. Okay, there's two types of men. <laughs> but like, it's it's not just like sometimes no, I'm like, oh, right, the fucking yeah. the assholes didn't like this. That's yeah. not the case here. There are men that I respect that like are having rage blackouts. Like, yeah. that's, like there are things that we watch that I'm like, this is not for me, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. The fact that these men are like, the fact that this exists has sent me <laughs> into spasms of rage. Like, yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to, I think that Joe Lanza is going to develop an ulcer. I hope <laughs> and he he's going to name it Adam Cole. <laughs> It really is so interesting because especially like, yeah, the the men that I do respect because it's like, I don't know, sometimes it just hits me where it's like, you know, usually like in a good dynamite, probably 20 percent of stuff is not for me. And like in a bad one, like 60 to 70 percent stop yeah. for me. But these men, it's like, wow, being a man must be amazing when everything's aimed at you. So like yeah. one thing yeah. not being for you can really send you send you out yeah. of this world. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Must be quite a rush. Yeah. It's it's interesting too though cuz it's yeah, I I I would love to to have like a good sit down with someone about like we have said that a lot of stuff over the past 6 months especially that 
like like melodrama has been described uh, by the internet wrestling community as like bloodline s <laughs> like it's like this is yeah. like the bloodline because it's melodramatic and we don't watch wwe so we don't know anything about the bloodline except for occasionally we watch a little comedy bit and like it although i don't think Sami Zayn is involved anymore sadly mm-hmm. um but i would love to know what exactly is like is meant by that you know what i mean like yeah. i would give anything to put a man on the spot and say, tell me why you hate this without using the words WWE, NXT, or Bloodline. Like, yeah. tell me what you like. Because some things that I have heard is that, is that they don't want to watch people not want to fight. Yeah. And I'm like, but the thing, the thing about this match that I actually really ex- appreciated was it wasn't that Adam Cole and MJF didn't want to fight. Because, like, and Adam there was Cole an was argument that it was like in this you can have yeah. in the in the wrestling canon you can fight somebody and have it be a battle of respect and have it be mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be personal. Why can't they do that here? And it was like because these are because two of their personalities, right? There's two emotionally <laughs> unhealthy men who mm-hmm. literally don't know how to fight like that without cheating. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the the thing was that they wanted to have the battle of respect. It's not that they didn't want to fight each other. They wanted to have like the like wow like we fought each other and like we figured this out and now we can shake but they're like warring against their like instincts to like cheat and like make it make it not respectful and like that's Mm -hmm. i mean that's fascinating to me but they just kept like i kept seeing people being like well i just don't want to watch people act like you know wrestling is the is wrestling is the bad decision and i was like no that's not what was happening no yeah because they did you're you're totally right leah that it's like an issue with both of these characters is that they're deeply fundamentally insecure Mm -hmm. and for them having this bell is like that proves that i'm worth something and so Mm -hmm. i need i don't have the ability internally to be like i have worth i need Mm -hmm. other people to say it to me like that's where adam cole's fucking Mm -hmm. love bombing psycho stuff comes from like i must be told that i'm loved Mm -hmm. or else am i loved um but like if you look at someone like uh like brian danielson as a character brian danielson doesn't have that problem He's no. like, or like, he or Moxley. Mox. Yeah. Right. Mox. yeah. Like there's so many characters who are like, it, mm-hmm. the, the belt is like, they, they they might like being the best and they mm-hmm. might like having the belt, but they still yeah. have a sense of internal self-worth without yeah. that belt. And that's yeah. not the case for these guys. That's no. what's happening there. And honestly, it's a little bit of Young Bucks FTR where Young Bucks are like, yeah, our legacy's Mm -hmm. fine, actually. And FTR's like, no, 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 we're here to (laughs) prove we're the best by getting the belt. Like, why aren't you guys agreeing that we'll be the best if we get the belt? And, you know, it's like playing two different games. But yeah, MJF and Adam Cole are not characters who feel okay about themselves when they're wandering around. A a huge win for Adam Cole and MJF would be Mm -hmm. someday down the line to have a match where they feel purely feel joy and joyful competitiveness yeah and that the outcome genuinely doesn't matter to them they just want to know they did their best yeah that would be like five years of successful therapy and i think (laughs) that would be i hope they'd have that match someday i would love to watch it that would be character growth yeah for those It'd men. be amazing to think about MJF or Adam Cole coming in the ring with the energy Mox has, where it's like almost just pure animal, like enjoyment of your mm-hmm. own physicality. Where, um, like his, bra- I think actually 
like just like shoot mocks maybe on the sessions he was saying like he was like I think a lot about wrestling like outside the ring like I plan the match like I'm thinking about psychology he was like I don't want to think at all when I'm in the ring and it's like that is so clear from watching you that you are totally in your animal self and it's so like enjoyable to watch someone in that physicality but yeah MGF and Adam Cole it's like it's hard to even imagine no, them. Both in that of place. them care so much. Like mm-hmm. they both about both, how people see them. Yes. You think about MJF's entrance. I actually thought his entrance was pretty brilliant in this match yeah. because he came out on the throne wearing the mask. He had all these women bowing to him. And I was like, oh, here he is at the depths of his insecurity. Like he has to put on a show when he's coming to because yeah. he's so worried he's gonna lose here and that would yes. emotionally yes. devastate him. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me. I mean, like, that is mm-hmm. what makes them, that's what makes the storyline work. And that's what makes it, like, them interesting and rich characters is that you're like, yeah. they mirror each other because they have this issue that, you know, makes it, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what I'm saying, but it, it, it makes sense. It's not that they don't want to wrestle. Yeah. Well, and I think not like the this issue. No, this whole storyline no. is working so much so well because these two personalities are like bringing that thing out in each other and they're mm-hmm. like managing to choose the better choice, but it feels like it's just a matter of time. Like anything could go wrong. Yeah. It's creating a lot of narrative tension. And it's really bringing a lot. I feel like I understand these characters a lot better yes. after all this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They ma- they both make so much more sense to me and seem like much better characters. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I mean, you know, it's also, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes gaining a certain level of awareness of a problem that you have can make that problem worse for a yeah. while. <laughs> it's uh, called yeah. an ex- extinction burst, and it's yes, well documented. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adam Cole, he was definitely having something akin to it the other day. No, I think he'll be having an extinction burst uh, sometime from now, if I had to guess. It'll be going on for a while, but um, yeah. I mean, I I'm, want so bad for like Roddy or the kingdom or something to like bring the bucks into it. Even if the bucks oh, themselves please. never get involved, I mm. want so bad to, for them to be for like someone to be like, you literally did this to the young bucks. <laughs> you <laughs> want, right. you want eventually for uh backstage to host an intervention for Adam Cole. Just like, <laughs> look at all of the people that you've injured with your right. behaviors. The raise line of hands. littered ex-boyfriend. <laughs> raise your hand if you've ever been love bombed by Adam Cole. If you've been personally love bombed by Adam Cole. John Silver and Alex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dark Order raised their Dark hands. Order. Yeah, of course. It, it I be, love that the kingdom like went back to the well and they were like, yeah, you did this to us 10 years ago, you piece of shit. Like, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it, it is really good stuff. I understand it. It, it. You know, it might not work for everybody, but um, we're loving it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do to each other. And I'm uh, so pleased with AEW for like pivot. They're so bad at pivoting so often, but for this, it's been like the crowd's into it and they've actually like turned the boat around to like keep this going for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, that's one God. thing you're doing well right now. That's yeah. Good for you. Uh, hey, maybe Punk will get involved. That <laughs> <laughs> working into the storyline, am I right? <laughs> He's got a real title. I don't know why MJF mm. never acknowledges it. <laughs> That's fully like the Jason Men- Mendoza's like <laughs> way of solving a problem. Where you're like, just just throw, throw a, a Molotov cocktail at it. Now you have a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day with Punk is just now you have a different problem. <laughs> Uh, let's just take one brief moment maybe to check in on the, on the women. So Soraya won 
at Wembley. Um, she did win that four-way. She is our, our new world champ. Uh, she and Tony turned on each other during the match. I think they literally hadn't talked about what they were going to do when they got <laughs> into the match, which actually sent me on a long thought process where I was like, I guess a lot of it is like you've really got to have good communication with someone if you are – uh, allied with them, but you're going to be in a match together, you have to be mm. able to sit down ahead of time and say, this is what we're going to do if push comes to shove. And if you can't do that, you are going to have an incident in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to like, they're never going to like follow up on that and like make it like a thing, no. but it is in character for like both mm. Soraya and Tony Storm to be like, well, I'm the main character. So clearly <laughs> the other person knows that like, it's important that I win the belt. So yeah. she'll understand and she'll, like she won't make a big deal of it. And like yeah. they both thought yeah. they both went into that match thinking that. Yeah. Honestly, Tony Storm's promo on Dynamite with Renee, where she was like, everything went tits up. She was so funny. Like I really was like, Tony Storm, what you're doing is insane, and I don't know how we got here, but I love it. And at least we have that. I mean, her her Mid Atlantic uh, <laughs> Philadelphia story, like act that she's doing, it is great. I love it. It has been very interesting for me to watch and just think about, like, some people always have the same character. And in different situations, they will really play up different aspects of it. But you're like, this is all the same person. I, I have, And I can see that as a through line. What Toni Storm has done with her character is it's, she's a variety <laughs> show. And sometimes <laughs> she will just show up and I'll think, who is this? And I'll think, oh, I guess she invented a new a full new persona, no relation to anything that's happened before. No idea why it's happening. Um, and that's, I, I had a moment with myself where I was like, maybe that is okay. I don't know. It's not what I would, it's not what I'm drawn to, but I will admit this is really working for her and I love to watch it. It yeah. just uh, is totally brand new. Has nothing to do with anything <laughs> she's ever done before. And I know. Okay. I just wish there was like one brief piece of connective yeah. like, <laughs> tissue. Like, I love that. Yeah. It wouldn't be that hard. Like if no. she was like, yeah, so after I lost the belt, I stayed in a, an, like a haunted house. <laughs> and there was, there was a there was a ghost of an old Bates Hollywood Motel. actress. Ever heard of it? It's like I, I had a breakdown, or like, you know, my aunt gave me a makeover or something. Because <laughs> it is like the last time we saw you have a breakdown, you were in sweats, no makeup, mm-hmm. absolute like wreck. Yeah. And this is a different. But again, oh, the moon is really beautiful tonight, guys. Yeah, it's been a great, oh, lovely out there. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, good for her. Soraya has the belt now. Uh, she does have the belt. She is. She has the belt. She does Lord. have it. And I'm sure that that's gonna pay off like oh, really well. Like it's not gonna yeah. just be another jade situation. No, I think it'll well, be it can't really be because good because I for the actually women's don't division. think that she can wrestle as often as Jade did. <laughs> yeah, so. but like at two for two minutes at a time. For I don't know. I don't know. I. You know what? I don't know what she can do medically. I haven't gotten that information. You're right. Everybody w- owes Sheeta the biggest fucking apology. Oh my apology. god, it's so ridiculous. So fucked. I was like, the only way this is acceptable is if Sheeta like invokes a rematch clause and wins it back it all out. But like that match is sure not announced, so this is just like full trash. Yeah. yeah. Now I will say, let's focus on one good thing for a moment. So yeah. on Dynamite, uh, <laughs> uh, Britt, uh, Sheeta, and Chris Statlander fought uh, Nyla Rose, Marina Shapira, and Emmy Sakura. 
when we watched Love this, I was all like, of them. I wish that I could have seen this. This should have been at Wembley. This should have been at Wembley. Why wasn't this at Wembley? I love everyone this was in this match. It's just such a blast. It it's, was such a good match. They did such good wrestling. Like, it was ridiculous there's only one women's match so at fun. Wembley. And, like, I'm so sick of the outcasts that, like, I used yeah. to like some of them, and now I hate them. So, like, whereas this, I was like, man, everyone in this, this was, match rocks. Right. This was, this was like, the AEW women. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. was yeah. so right. fucking exactly. good. Yeah, this rocks. Do you, know, did you guys see someone say that MJF booked more women for his entrance yes. than there was in the show? I did, and I was like, that's so true and <laughs> fucked up. What the hell? I know. It's Sue just... increased the women performers by 25%. Like, <laughs> yeah. great. It does just suck. Like, especially, you know, we're not trying to be downers. But um, at Wembley, we got to see so many people where we were like, those are AEW originals. They've been here mm-hmm. since the beginning. They got you through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're delivering for you today. It's not a pity invite. They are, no. like, giving great performances and have proved their worth a million times over. And that's how I felt about all the women in this Dynamite match, where I was like, they yeah. deserve to have that experience, yes. too. Like, someone mm-hmm. like, I, I I don't, I know that it's more complicated than this to, to book a big show, but, like, I did have a, a, a pretty intense feeling of, like, Soraya does not deserve to be here. No. Tony does not yeah. deserve to be here and I'm sorry, Tony, but like in the same way that the women we watched on Dynamite did and yeah. would have given amazing performances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Compared to like, it's like they're British, sure, but like right. Sheeta and Chris and Nyla have been here this whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's fucked up that they didn't get to go. No. And Tony's no. not even British. She's Australian. Oh, that's right. So, well, damn. It's fucked up. It's not the same thing. She's a criminal. <laughs> yeah that's I can those aren't it. good people down there <laughs> guys i can say it because that is how my family ended up there so um oh but so so th- we had this match on dynamite at the beginning we got a great little moment where chris is charging down to the ring like let's go guys and Sheeta turns and looks at brit and then puts out her fist and brit bumps it or opposite opposite one way or the other i don't remember whatever it's a tentative fist bump where they're like, clearly are like, oh, I don't know about this, but okay, let's do it. Um, and then in the match, Britt ended up hitting Sheeta, kicking. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, kicking. Some, I think kicking. Kick, but yeah. yeah, it's usually a kick. Uh, kicking <laughs> Sheeta and then spent the rest of the match. And after they won, she was still apologizing, like being like, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. And Sheeta, like you could tell, was like, I don't want to hear it anymore, but okay. Like, yeah, okay. I, we can't do this right now. And that was one of the sexiest, the whole thing, those two mm-hmm. moments. I'm like, just give me mm-hmm. more of that. You don't yeah. have, it doesn't have yeah. to be that much screen time every week. No. But that is so sexy character yeah. building right. to be like, mm-hmm. Brit has been, Brit has the exact same issue as Adam Cole, where it's like she was a heel and she never actually repented for being a yeah. heel. Mm-hmm. And she, it would be great to watch her and Sheeta navigate not as not the same as Adam Cole and MJF, but a similar kind of thing where it's like, can I trust you? Do I believe that you're a good person? What mm-hmm. do you, what are you trying to get out of me? 
Right. Yeah. I feel like one of the only times that I felt like the out, like early on the outcast stuff was working was there was some promo where there were like three of them and Sheeta was in a chair and the other two were like complimenting each other, but not, anyway, Sheeta was just like dramatically eye rolling a lot. And it like worked for me so well as like interpersonal tensions. And we just get so little of it in the women's division. It's just really frustrating. That's all we want. It's I just feel like, I know we say this all the time, but it's like, we're not asking for that much time and we're not asking for that much at all. You can do so much with just a little 30 seconds here and there of two people like clearly being like, I know who I am. I know who my character is and I know how they're reacting to you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've devoted so much time to the outcasts that they just have not been put into good use and, and in terms ha- of interesting things. I'm so sorry to the outcasts, but y'all haven't taught me shit about who you are. No. no, Nothing. Not even a little bit. It's very unfortunate that I really used to enjoy Ruby, and I really don't right now. I know. And I'd love yeah. to enjoy her again, but mm-hmm. she's she's gone to she's gone to him. She's gone too. <laughs> she's she's a cartoon. Yeah, she's full yeah. cartoon in like the worst possible way. Yeah. Yeah, and she does really look like the 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 criminal of Toontown sometimes. <laughs> you know, the, you know the man, yeah. the crime lord of Toontown. <laughs> really canceled, canceled. Oh. <laughs> He's a toon. Okay, I think that's got to be it uh, for us. I'm sorry to to everyone who is at all in that we didn't talk about. We liked you and we loved you. And Chris mm-hmm. Jericho, congrats to Fozzie for the, one of the biggest <laughs> one of the biggest crowds of all time for a rock show, I believe. So absolutely amazing. <laughs> I hope he does. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Fozzie, Fozzie sold out Wembley once. No problem. <laughs> Literally, he. I think he did an Instagram post about it. We, we should go find it after this. Uh, it, it, it has not gone unnoticed by Chris Jericho <laughs> that he can make this claim. So. <laughs> Um, oh, we'll, t- we'll talk about y'all next week. Uh, I have been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod via email, tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review, uh, just let us know. You can ask us to watch anything you want. Uh, it'll go on a future episode. And uh, what else do I say? Come back next week. Come back next week. And the moon is so beautiful tonight. <laughs> <laughs>